Hello, welcome to the Time Dulled Chain. My name is Kevin Barrett, and I am embarking on a little quest to slowly, in piecemeal, read Ulysses by James Joyce aloud into a microphone. My plan is to not editorialize or really record myself speaking anything other than the text after this introduction, so please do not expect analysis. I am nowhere near intelligent enough to properly analyze this book. I've read it once before and hardly understood it then. It is February, in the year 2022. The world has narrowed to a point, like a Cezanne seen through a straw. I began to think about spontaneity, about the little twists of chance that used to fuel my creative output. Years ago, I'd walk the streets of Washington, D.C., and whatever I saw on those walks would stoke the fire for days. Now I am confined to a house. It occurred to me that there exists a grid of streets I can walk freely without leaving my home, and that perhaps others might want to walk with me. Somehow, I began to prepare for this reading without realizing that this year marks the 100th anniversary of the publishing of Ulysses. There will almost certainly be better readings, and you should listen to those instead. I cannot do accents to save my life, and despite my best attempts, will assuredly butcher plenty of words. If you'd like at least the first third or so of Ulysses as read by a master and a denizen of Dublin, please consider listening to Frank Delaney's Rejoice podcast. Although he died before he could complete it, it is an absolute joy to listen to. So, briefly, what is this book we are about to read? What we need to know is that it immediately redefined what a novel could be. It is experimental in form, outrageous in content, and, in my opinion, peers more deeply into a character's mind than any other novel published before or since. Ulysses is the third book Joyce published, and continues to expand what one might call, with great embarrassment, the Joycean cinematic universe. His first book was a collection of short stories, Dubliners, set in Dublin and focused on the lives of common folk there. His second, A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, follows Stephen Dedalus, a stand-in for Joyce, as he grapples with breaking away from Catholicism. Ulysses picks up a little after Portrait ends and finds Daedalus reeling from his mother's death, knowing that the last they spoke, he told her he was done with the church. We will live in Stephen's head for the first three chapters. I think these three chapters are the most challenging in the book, especially the third, Proteus. After Proteus, we will transition to Leopold Bloom, whom we will follow for the rest of the book. The two will eventually meet, but I will say no more on plot. A brief note on additions. I will be reading from the Gabler edition. There is plenty of controversy over which edition of Ulysses is authoritative or reflects the author's intent. I have no particular dog in this fight beyond being slightly inclined against the Gabler. However, it is the edition I own, and so I will read from it. Joyce structured, or maybe even overstructured, Ulysses by a set of overlapping systems that I cannot explain here because I do not fully understand them. As you might glean from the book and chapter titles, he drew deeply from Homer. Other systems of colors, of the body, of rhetoric will emerge. Joyce once said that he built Ulysses to, quote, keep the professors busy for centuries, end quote, as a bid to establish his own immortality. It has been a century. Let's get busy.